0: From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and I'm here today with Elise Daly-Parker and Kimberly Coyle. In episode 14, we talked about the many things it's never too late to do. Some of them included starting a new career, giving your finances a makeover, and going back to school. Kimberly has first-hand experience with the last one. In August of 2015, she decided to get a master's in fine arts and creative writing. As a wife and mother, there were many things she had to consider before making such a big decision. She's here to share with us what those were and how she managed her family's new normal over the last two years. But before we get started, let's ask our friends of the show an in-your-words question. We'd love to know, what did you go to college for and are you working in that profession now?
1: Hey, this is Faith. So I went to school for elementary education. Um, I didn't ever want to be a teacher, but it was how I felt God was leading me to go to school. Uh, at the time, I did. But then I am still in that field. I'm not in elementary education. Life is definitely taking me down some interesting paths, but all in education. Uh, about ten years ago, I helped to start a charter school, and. That is where I also decided to start the theater department in the school, so I ended up going back to school for educational theater, and I am still a theater teacher today. This is Angela, and I went to school for journalism, um, and I'm in the field of advertising, so I did explore journalism in college. I was an editor of our college um, magazine and, and photographer, um, but then it just like didn't seem as rewarding. Like we would be on to the next magazine cover already. So then, in college, I had uh, a speaker come in talking about advertising and out of home my senior year. So I thought it was cool, and I went, I went into that field that that summer. And then I've been in that industry for the last ten years.
0: Hi, this is Janelle from Rhode Island, and my first degree was in business and marketing management. While I'm no longer working directly in a marketing position, the skills that have served me well um, with developing and marketing my own interior design firm. At first, I was a little disappointed that I'd spent so many hours working toward a degree that I didn't end up in, but that really couldn't be
2: farther from the truth.
3: Hi, this is Sarah Andrews. I am a Slices of Life listener. I went into college. I went to Barnard College a Liberal Arts School. It's part of Columbia here in the city. So, I studied modern European and American intellectual history and art history. And upon completing my 80 page thesis, I decided to sit for the LSATs. And I realized very quickly that this was not the exam for me, and possibly being a lawyer was not the career for me. I had done numerous internships throughout college and government and nonprofit work, both here and internationally. And um, thought maybe I would go into policy work. And that's when I stumbled across the field of fundraising cons- consulting, an area, quite frankly, I would not have chosen on my own. Uh, but clearly, it was where I was supposed to be, and it suited my talents and strengths quite well. So now I get to help a variety of nonprofit organizations that are doing amazing work. Thank you
0: so much, ladies, for sharing that with us. We'd love to hear from your listeners as well. What did you go to school for, and are you still in that profession now? You can give us a shout-out on social media or let us know in our Facebook community group. You'll find the link to that group in the show notes. Well, ladies, we've talked about this before in the podcast, but real quick, tell me what you guys went to school for, and are you using your degree? Elise?
1: Well, I got an English and psychology degree, and... Yeah, absolutely. I, I am using my degree. Um I'm I'm still in publishing, I'm still an editor, as I was back then when I decided to add English to my psychology degree. And I truly believe that psychology is is a, a degree that you can use that I use all the time. I'm I'm just interested in people and human behavior. Mm-hmm. But I might, I might've considered to go further had I kind of looked back. Cause I do, I do love it so much. Right. Part of you, the reason I do like coaching.
0: Do you, I was going to say, did you feel your degree ties in with the coaching that you do a little bit?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. I think it ties in with who I am. Yeah. That's wonderful to feel that connection to what
2: you've done and what you're currently doing. And I, I think that's probably not most people's experience.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I went to school for interior design and architecture and, um, I don't work on a regular basis in that field, but on and off, I will do freelance jobs and I've had part time jobs here and there doing design work for people and It's something that I will probably get back to in the future
1: mm.
0: and Kimberly um we you've already shared your story with our listeners, but let's give them a refresh um You went
2: to school for I went to school for nursing, so I have a bachelor of science in nursing, and um, I worked in the field for about five years, and then started moving around and had babies and all that stuff, and was thrilled to quit because it was, it was not the right field for me. So I look back and I, many times, have regretted making that decision to um, spend four years studying something that wasn't really my, uh, my true life path or calling, but. Um, but lately, as I've thought about it more, I've thought, you know what, actually, for the time, um, I didn't have an alternative. I didn't know what I really wanted to do, so it was a good choice. Like, it provided for our family for a number of years. Um, I have a great background in science and nursing, which is really useful when you have a family, and, um, and I feel like I have a good understanding of sort of how the body works and, and all those things. And you really can't go wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having more knowledge about how to live and how to be within your body. So, um, so I'm trying to look at it in that light and, um, not regret all those years I spent studying physiology,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's a great perspective. I think, I think it's true. So you are using it and you're probably very thankful that you're not Working in that field.
2: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I certainly used it a lot when the kids were little. I think if I didn't have that background, I would have been a complete spaz when my kids got sick. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I had been in nursing school and had worked with critically ill people for so, you know, for a number of years. I, should, I almost said so long. Five years is not long. But, um, At the time, it as was. my husband likes to remind me, yeah, <laughs> five years is actually nothing. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> having worked with critically ill people, I did not freak out when my kids got sick with little things, and I think that was really good because um, I I can tend to be an overreactor about certain things. So that was probably a healthy thing for our family.
1: Mm, good.
0: Yeah. So you've always been a writer, though. Yes. A reader, a writer,
2: a reader, a writer. Yeah. I, um, I always had this seat, this sort of seed inside that I knew I wanted to write, but I almost like, I, I almost couldn't even admit it to myself because it seemed so preposterous to me. Having been a lifelong reader from childhood, I just was obsessed with stories and books and, um, and it, it, felt so ridiculous to me to believe that I could do what someone else was doing between bookends. Like, I I just couldn't even imagine myself doing that. But I secretly wanted to. Um, And when I went to school for the first time for my bachelor's degree, I thought, well, you know, naturally, a writer, you would get a degree in English, especially if you love... Books and stories as much as I did, um, but the only thing you can really do, practically speaking, with an English degree is is teach. And I didn't want to teach at that point. I didn't feel confident in that. So because um, I needed to do something that was going to provide for our family and make money at the time. So um, yeah, I ended up choosing not to go that route, and I I, re- I did look back and regret that for a long time. But I I did was writing um, on my own secretly, privately for years. Mm -hmm. And then blogging came along and sort of exploded that, that whole world exploded. And, um, I realized that there was an opportunity there that I could kind of learn how to write Mm -hmm. in in front of people, which was really scary. But, um,
1: -hmm.
2: but that's kind of how I got my start doing writing that that people could actually see outside of a notebook. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like that. So how long have you been blogging? Oh, gosh, I don't even know. Probably a good seven, eight years. I, I've, been, I've been blogging a really long time. Um, I just like to call it writing on the Internet, really. I hate yeah. like the word blogging. It's I know. Weird. I do, too. It's a, a strange word. I'm like, that's not really what I'm doing. I'm, I'm writing on the Internet. Um, so I started, I started a really long time ago, probably could be as long as eight years. And um, it was rough. In the beginning, I mean, I still have all of my old posts and stuff up. and um, if you went back and read through my archives, I have over a thousand posts wow. awesome. It's ridiculous. And the the beginning, probably the first two or three years was literally it was like a, a kid doing finger painting. I mean, that's how bad they are. They're terrible. Um, but you know what? it was practicing and I've thought about taking them down and at some point I probably will just because of the the sheer volume of them. But, um, it, it was just, I I feel very like tender towards myself Mm -hmm, back mm -hmm. then, you know, it's like, I'm, I was just practicing and learning and kind of figuring out my way. And in, in the meantime, while I was doing that, I also started taking a few online classes here and there. So I found, um, like adult school type classes that I could do online and they were my first experience writing for a, a, like a critique, you know, where someone would actually read my work and have something to say about it, a teacher
1: mm-hmm. or a
2: fellow students. Um, so I started small. I really started very, very small over a number of years. I probably, I would say maybe um, eight or nine years ago, I started doing those kind of things and just kept letting that desire and that seed and my um, skill grow
1: very slowly over time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Uh, I'm curious. Do you remember any of the places where you took courses? Yeah, you know,
2: I feel like one was. Um, I feel like one was an adult s- school type thing. You know, you get those catalogs in the mail, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think there was one through that. And then um, there was also one through. I think it was TS Poetry. They mm-hmm. run a number of courses. I did one of those,
1: mm-hmm. and I
2: also, when I lived in Switzerland, I was doing. Um, courses through Oxford actually they have yeah they have like an online um, course program where you can take all sorts of stuff they could be history related it could be um, writing related so I took a few through Oxford and um, they were about the level of a freshman class so you could Mm -hmm. actually through that course You could actually get college credit. So I took some. I took one on Jane Austen. I took one on the Bronte sisters. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I just followed my interests and um, learned how to kind of get back into the idea of what school would look like because I had to write papers on those topics. And I had to read a lot. And, um, that was a really great entry point for me because if I had gone straight into a master's program at that point, I would have been completely lost.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: I still was, I still felt completely lost when I did start school, um, many years <laughs> later. And that was a wonderful, wonderful, easy entry point. And it was yeah. fun because a lot of, all the people in the class were, even though we were quite different in, our stage of life. Most of us were older. Most of us had a different type of degree and writing was something we did on the side or we were just kind of learning how to do. And it was, um, it was so fun to be with yeah, that's cool. people who were exploring those ideas as I was. Mm-hmm. So.
0: so when at 40 years old, you told your husband and your family, I want to go back to school, nobody was surprised.
2: No, no one was surprised. We've been talking about it for a really long time. So when I was um, when we lived in Switzerland, I was in my I guess my mid mid thirties, and um, my husband. It had always been a goal for us to get uh, for him to get his master's degree to get his executive um, MBA. So we had been talking about him getting his for a long time, and always like kind of dovetailing on that was well, when you're done yours, I'm going to get mine too. So, um, it was always on the table. Like we had talked about it for years. It had been a goal of mine to get a master's. And even when I, when I just started writing, it never even occurred to me that I would get a master's in writing. It was just like, I know I want to get my master's degree someday. I don't even know what I want to study. It was just this little, it was just a a dream, like kind of a little vision I had for myself and a goal that I wanted to achieve because I didn't, I honestly didn't feel capable of it. I thought, I didn't feel smart enough. I didn't feel capable enough. And, um, I just, I just didn't feel good about myself. I didn't feel like I could do it or that I was the kind of person that could do it. Mm. Um, and so it took me a number of years to even get to the point where I could say, okay, I'm actually going to move forward with this. But so while, while we were away, um, Michael, my husband, Michael, he got his master's degree and he travel. <laughs> we lived in Switzerland. His degree was um, he was doing a dual degree at two different schools. So he nice would have goodness. to travel to london one one month and then New York City the other month. So he was traveling to different countries every single month to do wow. do his MBA. And um, so I was holding down the fort in a foreign country with three children the whole time he was doing this and it was a tremendous amount of work for him cause he was working full time on top of it. Um, so really when I say I was holding down the fort, I literally was like just mm-hmm. managing everything. And that was fine because it is what we had agreed on. I was totally a hundred percent on board. I was so excited for him. And in the back of my mind, I was also thinking this is going to pay off because I'm going to get my, my degree. <laughs> He does. Patience, <laughs> patience. So, um, so as, as he was doing his, I just, I was thinking, you know, a little bit in terms of, okay, it's, it's his turn now, but my turn is coming. My turn is coming. So yeah. And it did. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a ton of things that you had to consider before you actually pulled the trigger. I mean, you had been already laying the foundation Taking classes online here and there, and talking about it for a long time. So, what were some of the major things that um, that had to be
2: addressed before the, the, the big decision was made? Yeah, there's a lot to think about, and I would yeah I would encourage folks who are thinking of going back to school to really sit down and get into the nitty gritty of what that's going to look like for you. Um, the first thing I, I, thought about was, you know, what is my goal? What's my end goal? Why am I doing this? And what are like, what are my motivations? That was the most important thing to me where it was my, my motivation. And my husband wanted to know too. He said, okay, you know, this is going to cost us a lot in terms of finances, in terms of our family life. So we need to be clear about what you're trying to get out of this, so, um, so I really need to na- needed to narrow down my own focus, my own motivation, and what I wanted out of it. And I would really encourage anybody who's considering it to to know what you want um, as you as you move forward. Uh, the second thing would be finances. That's huge. You know, it it's it's a huge impact on our family. I mean, every time the bill comes through, I get a big sigh from. Certain people who pay the bills, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, this is here again. Um, so, so that's a, a big question. You know, how mu- how much is it going to impact your family, and will that degree pay off in the end? Like for me, an MFA is not going to pay off. To be quite honest, it's it's not um, it's not the kind of degree where you're going to come out and make a lot of money. It just isn't. So we had to count that cost and say, is it worth it financially for us to do this when I can't recoup that money? Um, so that was another thing. And the other big question is, what kind of impact is it going to have on your family life? You know, if if you're someone um, like I was who stayed at home, who ran the show at home, what kind of pressure was that going to put on my husband? What kind of pressure is it going to put on my kids? Um, you know, what kind of help might I need to get in to supplement what i was doing Uh, and for women who work that's you know that's a whole nother ball of wax how do you manage work family life school that's it's just a lot it's a lot to manage and you need to have a plan in place and really work through in your mind what you expect you know kind of every pitfall that might come your way you know when the kid's have a you know a snow day like we have today when the kids have a snow day if you have classes that day what are you going to do I guess maybe you're off the classes but if you have a paper due as I do I have a paper due on Friday Mm -hmm. and 400 pages of a book to read to write the paper Mm -hmm. and my kids are home all day so Mm -hmm. um, I just we just have to think through all of those scenarios because inevitably every single one of them will happen so, um, right, right. yeah, there's just, it's a lot of details and a lot of kind of looking through and anticipating problems and what you are going to do to solve them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it sounds like, um, from what you touched on already that you had a pretty good support system in space in place. How was your family's reaction? Um, when you had finally decided that this is what you were going to do?
2: Well, my husband was totally on board. Because we had been talking about it for years, and he obviously had gotten hit, his degree, so um, so it was kind of it felt like, well, we're equals. I should also be able to do this. So he was totally on board, really excited for me, um, incredibly supportive, incredibly supportive. My program is a little bit different in that it's a distance program, so I would have to do three um, three on site residencies a year. So that was – and and I was gone for 10 days each time. So that was a, a huge burden for him to carry because he, he has uh, quite an intense work schedule. So having 10 days where he had to figure out, you know, how he was going to manage our family life while I was away and out of town three times um, was big. So he was uh, – but he, he just said, look, I'll, we'll just make it work. We'll make mm-hmm. it work no matter what. Mm-hmm. And the kids were pretty much um, – nonchalant as in they were like oh are you doing school what what is this you know they didn't it didn't even connect with them for probably the first year until they realized oh mom keeps leaving the house she's going places (laughs) she you know
1: (laughs) so did you did you go to classes or i'm not sure how this 10-day yeah talk to us about the
0: program because i'm pretty sure that the finding the right program is super important
2: Yes, yes. I should have said that. Actually, finding the right program for you and for your family is um, critical. Honestly, mm-hmm. I I don't think that I would have been able to manage an on-site program where I had to show up to classes, you know, a few times a week. That would mm-hmm. that wouldn't have worked for for our family life. Um, so I found uh, a distance program. And through a university that is actually local to me, which is funny, um, it's mm-hmm. only half an hour from my house. So um, if needed, I can go to campus and meet with any of my professors. But um, the program itself is done online and via email and phone calls and what have you with professors and students. And um, so we do everything online. We get our assignments and we do them all at home. So really, I, I do my own work when it's convenient for me, I don't have to Mm -hmm. show up anywhere Mm -hmm. except for three times in in the two-year program. I had to go for three 10 day residencies. Two of the residencies were here in New Jersey, which was very convenient. And one was in England. So I left the house for 10 days, three times. Mm -hmm. Um, And what we did during those times, yeah, it was amazing. It was a a real, it was an intensive. So we would be in lectures, um, workshops, study groups, all sorts of things every single day, all day for 10 days straight,
1: Mm -hmm. um,
2: which was incredibly intense, but also wonderful. Just absolutely wonderful to be in the company of bright minds who, you know, with intellectuals who are asking the same questions that you're interested in. And you're discussing a topic that you love with people who also love it. Um, and that was incredibly powerful for me. It was just absolutely wonderful. Mm. So I feel like I got, you know, that kind of experience as well as had the flexibility of being at home most of the
1: time. Right. Did you, did you feel connected to like the student body that you were studying with? Um, you know, that's a good question.
2: Some, some, because there were a few a few writers who were local. Mm-hmm. so we managed to meet up a couple times mm-hmm. over the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I would look forward to seeing the same people at the at the residencies, but um but it was definitely, a different experience than say my husband had, who was meeting the same people every single month for, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: for four days of very intensive
1: lectures. Right, right.
2: So he, um, comparatively speaking, he had a more, had more connection to the people he was working with, whereas mm-hmm. I didn't. And like my professors, for the most part, a lot of, you know, a lot of our communication was online. So right. That can only go so far, but when it comes to writing, I feel like for some, for some degrees that might not work, you know, if yeah. you really need a ton of hands-on type lecture teacher thing. Um, but for writing, yeah. you know, you're basically yeah. communicating over paper anyway. So, mm-hmm. so um, that worked mm-hmm. for us.
1: It yeah. Was... Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. So cool. how
0: much time per week were you putting, or do you put into it? And um, how do, how do you find the time? Ooh. Do you just questions. wait till you like have time?
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> or do you... I have to, I have <laughs> to make, time. I do have to make the time. Um, I would say, I don't know, maybe 20 hours a week I put in. I mean, it is like having a part-time job. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It feels like having a part-time job. So
0: Cause I think it's um, important I... for people to have a realistic expectation of what it's going to take just because they're online classes. Doesn't mean it's less work right. or that it's less time. Yeah. And so it's important yeah, for people absolutely. to understand yeah, that. Yeah,
2: Realistically, it is like having a part-time job. So, um, and they, I think I want to say in my program, they say it should be taking you about 20 hours a week oh, in terms, good. you know, to do all the writing and the reading that's required. And then, you know, we have online workshops, so we have to get on there and, and mm-hmm. do a lot of work with one another on there. So, um, yeah, so, so that's how long it took, really. And... Just, Depends on how fast a reader you are, too. Like I said, I have this enormous book to read this week, and then I have to write a paper on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yes. yeah, you kind of have to be be quick about it mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, but in terms of putting the time aside, I I've had I, I've had to force myself to do that. And so you know, on days when I know I have a big deadline coming up, or a week when I have a big deadline, I um, I won't do any of my household stuff during Mm -hmm. the week while my Mm -hmm. kids are out of the house. I take that time and I sit and read, which feels incredibly Mm -hmm. indulgent to sit and read a book, um, you know, for a couple hours, but, but I'm like, it's for school. I got to do it. Yeah, it's for school. That's yeah. your
1: work. <laughs> know. it's awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, this
2: is the best work in the world. Um, <laughs> couldn't, could not, couldn't find a better fit for me, but, that's um, great. that's great. Yeah. So, and, and sometimes, you know, I really try to keep it within daytime hours because my brain is mush after, After 3 p.m., I'm kind of done. Mm -hmm. Um, But when, you know, I mean, there's certainly been times on the weekends and evenings when I've had to kind of sit down and and write a bit um, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, when sometimes you have busy family life. And, you know, like when my kids have spring break or whatever, we usually go away. So I have to plan around that. I need to have all my work completed before we go away. Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. So, yeah, it does require a fair bit of planning.
0: So you mentioned earlier that... um there's likely to not be any monetary return for what you're doing, at least not in a traditional sense. Um, so when you decided to do this, what was the benefit that you hoped to get from it besides just having this piece of paper that said that you'd gone to the next level or what was the benefit that you were anticipating? Yeah. Honestly, a
2: little bit of it was just to have the piece of paper, (laughs) <laughs> says I'm going to the next level. I mean, that sounds incredibly shallow, but it's true. I wanted to prove to myself that I could mm, do this no. I go and action. I wanted, Love I it. wanted that degree. That mm-hmm. was one that part of it was a little bit of an ego thing. Like I, I want to be able to say that I did this. And that um, I'm a real writer now because I have a degree that says Mm -hmm. I'm a real writer. Mm -hmm. Well, now that I'm, you know, a couple years into the program and a couple years into writing as a freelance writer, um, that's you know, you're a real
1: writer. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's not what makes me a real writer. But in the beginning, when I first started looking into it, that was that was a big emphasis for me,
1: Mm -hmm. which again, sounds a bit shallow, but let's no. just be honest. We
2: all have, No, I think feelings, it's great.
1: Right? I think it's great. Yes. We, we do yeah. all have those feelings. And also yeah. I think, you know, it's sort of this interesting antithesis of, um, your nursing degree, you know, it's like one's all science and one's all pre English literature, yeah. creative. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. uh, I, I would imagine, you know, that's part of it too. It's like, yeah, I did that, but I re- really can do this too. And, And do it well and get through it. There's a lot to be said, I think, for um, having this, you know, eye on the prize and doing it. I mean, my gosh, awesome. You (laughs) go, girl. Yeah,
2: it feels really good. I'll be honest. And and partly because I've stayed home with my kids for um, Mm -hmm. most of their lives. I've been home for a really long time. And there's something about that for me, and this is not every stay-at-home mom's case. This is just for me. Um, I felt like I was languishing; like I wasn't, I wasn't becoming fully who I could be. I wasn't using my skills and gifts and talents. And um, writing on the internet was not cutting it for me. You know, mm-hmm. so. I, I needed something more. I needed to feel like I was doing something that was challenging me and stimulating me intellectually. And this was a, a good way to fill that void. Yeah. Um, so that's been amazing. So that's another thing that's sort of an intangible yeah. that I wanted. And uh, my, my biggest reason overall really was that I wanted to, I want to be as good of a writer as I can possibly be. I wanted to, I want to excel in the craft of writing. And a lot of that comes with practice. That's, you know, surely you just, you need to just practice, but you need to be reading the right stuff. You need to be analyzing the right books. You need to, you know, and, and for me, I needed feedback. I needed to know from someone who was so much further down, down the road as a writer, as a professor, Um, that I was on the right track or or coming off the track and needed to be redirected. And um, looking back, I've gotten all that and more uh, from this experience. I feel like I've grown a tremendous amount, and just for my personal growth, it's been worth it for me. Mm -hmm. That may not be Mm -hmm. enough for some people. They need, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you may need to know that you're going to be able to get a job in your field. Well, writing isn't really like that. You know, there's no guarantee I'm going to get a job in anything with this degree. But for some people, that's, that's a really valid question. You know, will I be able to get a, get a job? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: There's just a lot of things I think you have to look at and kind of anticipate for yourself. Yeah. Was there anything that surprised you
0: about this experience? Anything that you thought um, wasn't going to be an issue but became
2: an issue or? Hmm. Anything that became an issue? Um, I think everything was surprising. (laughs) Everything. Absolutely everything about it was surprising. I was like, oh, my gosh, I I can actually do this. This is a surprise. Wow. (laughs) I thought I might end up, like, you know, quitting. I generally quit. I I am a quitter. I, I quit things. (laughs) I can tell you there are a million classes I've never finished, hobbies I've taken up that I've never completed. Um, So I was surprised that I was actually prepared to finish this thing. Um, I was surprised that it was as fun as it's been. It's just been the most fun I've ever had in my life. I I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. And that was a little bit of a surprise because I thought I might be more of a head case about it. Just kind of, you know, worked Mm -hmm. up and like, there's Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. work to do. But Mm -hmm. um, I think it's shown me that I could be a professional student. And if I had all the money in the world, I would just keep going back to school for different things. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: (laughs) And my husband's like, yeah, no, that's not going to (laughs) happen. So um, those are all surprising things. And I, I think, too, it's been really great for my kids to see that even though in the beginning they were completely nonchalant about the thing, like, Oh, whatever. Mom's doing something weird, you know, who knows? Um, now that they're older, I mean, my, my oldest is getting ready to go to college herself. So, um, now that they're older and I think it's resonating like, Oh my gosh, mom is actually mom is in school and she's going to have another degree and she might actually be able to eventually do something with that. Um, I ended up taking, They, funnily enough, in my program, they offered this brand new course. It was like a trial period where you could um, take a course on teaching writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I took it just completely off the cuff. I was like, this isn't really my in my plan. Um, and this was truly the most surprising thing, I think, for me. Um, It wasn't in my plan to teach. I had no, no desire to do that, which was part of the reason I never got an English degree in the first place. And um, so I took this course and it was incredibly intense, way more intense than the other stuff I've been doing. And in the end, um, it turns out that the professor was the director of the writing program at my university which is 30 minutes from my house and um, and she offered me a job teaching woohoo teaching writing to freshmen coming wow. into school next year. So that I, awesome. yeah, that was going to be my yeah, next so,
0: question. Have you seen any <laughs> benefits that you were unexpected <laughs> from this?
2: Yes. Unexpected benefit. I might actually make some money off of this. That's doing fabulous. something I had not planned to do. So I had not planned to teach at all. I really just wanted to study the craft of writing. And this sort of was the avenue that it was just like a little, little detour, little offshoot that I took. And, um, so it might pay off. There's the yeah. potential that I, I need to wrap up my thesis and there are a whole, whole host of things that need to happen in order for me to teach in the fall. But um, but there is a position waiting for me to teach just one class, which is great because then I'll still be writing on the side.
1: Um, so is, a class
2: on writing, a freshman yeah, class on writing? freshman composition. Can I, can I take your class? <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> I, I fear that I will be extremely boring. But um, Okay, so it's freshman composition. Um, composition so you'll have kind of a interest very interesting yeah um, so you'll have sort fast. of a curriculum that's required yep yeah. so you'll have some things that have to accomplish well I'll give you a little hint my freshman English teacher is the reason I studied English because uh, she was so cute and so adorable and so young we all loved her so much I've I've kind of looked around and tried to find her and I, as, far, as far as I can recall her name was Mrs. Farrar but um she had us over to her house for pizza, which like a professor doing that seemed like I, I had never imagined such a thing. Um, and she said to us that if there was something that a story that was burning in our hearts to tell, I may have I may have to this another time, but uh, if there was something burning in our hearts. Uh, She would allow us to take one of the assignments she gave us and write that story instead. And I did. I wrote a story about my grandmother who had passed away. It was called It Happened in a Day. And it was really about how, you know, it just was the story of her death and how devastating it was to lose her. And really, that is what started me as as an English major. Because she gave us that permission and we wrote our story. Many of us wrote those stories because we had that thing in us. Mm. And yeah. So you know, how like that. Position. Were you ever yeah. were you ever
0: able to share that with her?
1: No. Like, do you think no. she? I mean, I may have. You know, I feel like I may have gone. I feel I. I sort of remember going into her office and talking to her about it. Um, so she may have known that I added English, but that I, that my whole life has been editing and writing. I, you know. And does she know how instrumental? No. Mm. As I say, I've looked for her because I've wondered if I could find her and tell her because she really was that impactful. And then eventually I did have a class with her, too, that was – I think it was like a classic literature class. So, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, teachers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Teachers are so impactful. So Uh, how how
0: has this process been? So your daughter is getting ready to go off to college. And so I guess – you know, it's different, like, with my 10-year-old, he'd be like, oh, that's nice, mommy, but, like, as, like, your daughter, does she kind of, like, get it? Like, now that she's considering college and considering, like, how far she wants to go in college, does she want her master's, does she not want her master's, what's her degree going to be, like, has it kind of...
2: Yeah, I think, I think she, uh, what I wanted her to see, uh, most of all, and to kind of take away from my experience, was that um, it's never too late, you can change course. You can do something completely different. You can follow your heart. You can not follow your heart and follow, you know, a job path. I could have stayed a nurse if I wanted to. Um, I just, I just want her to see like, there are so many options and nothing is ever closed off to you. You know, you can figure something out. You can make something work. So uh, I'm hoping that's what she's taking away from my experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if she ever finds herself at home with kids and what have you and wants to do something else. I want her to feel like that's always an option for for her. Mm -hmm. Um, however she and I are, um, quite different in the sense that she's incredibly driven, incredibly bright. I see her going to school, getting, probably going straight through getting her master's right away. Um, and at the, at this point she doesn't really, she's not a hundred percent sure of what she wants to study. So that will, that will impact, you know, kind of her path but um but she has she has an idea so we'll see Mm. I I don't know I think it's kind of funny that it's you know in the fall we'll both be going to school (laughs) I'll just be going to teach freshmen and she'll be a freshman oh
1: that is cool Oh, that's awesome yeah
2: it'll
0: be fun so uh would you do it again and do you recommend it to others I mean I guess I already know
2: the answer to that but (laughs) tell me Absolutely, I've already researched other programs that I could start after this one. Um, but uh, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But I would absolutely do it again. Um, it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made, and I do not say that about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But truly, one of the best decisions I ever made, and I would recommend it to anyone. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, why? What's not to love about being more educated and learning, and kind of surrounding yourself with people who love the things that you love? Um, there's to me, there's no downside to that.
0: So Mm, that's awesome. So, Mm. you know, a lot of the things that we talked about, um, can be applied to any big decision that people have to make. And so I hope our listeners understand that and are listening for things that might be relevant to them. Um, what is the very, very first practical step that you would suggest for someone that's considering going back to school? is it finding a program? Is it talking to your husband? Is it saving the money? Like what's that first initial step?
2: First initial step would be, um, look at your motivations. What's your motive? Why are you doing it? And, and really know yourself, like be honest with yourself. If it's a shallow reason, that's okay. But you just need to be able to admit that that is the reason, you know, if it's because you want to show off to your family or whatever, that's okay. Just, you know, at least be able to verbalize that that is the real reason you're doing it. Um, and if you're going to lay out a lot of money, your motivations need to be probably more than just the shallow reasons. Um, so, yeah, that would be my first is to, to really know yourself, to know what it is you want to get out of the program, why you're doing it, because it, it's, a, it's a sacrifice on all fronts. It's a sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're if your, mo- if your motive isn't strong enough to get you through the really rough patches, then you might not succeed. And that would be really sad. I, w- I would hate to see that for people. So, yeah, that would be it.
1: Well, you mentioned um, the rough patches. So what were some particular challenges that you faced as you went through the program?
2: The challenges were mostly time-related. Mm -hmm. you know, trying to fit everything in. Um, there was a six month period of time where where I also was working part time. So I was working 25 hours a week Mm -hmm. and running my household and doing school 20 hours a week. So that was, um, that was stressful. I'll be honest. That was really stressful. Mm -hmm. And, and it is an absolute luxury for me that I I do not have to work right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is not going to be the case, I know, for a lot of, a lot of women who yeah. are working part-time or, or even full-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so during, during those six months where I was working, it, it was rough. Uh, I, there was a lot of crying, <laughs> mostly related to the job, though. I, I was much more <laughs> much more interested in the school part. I was like, I'm not giving that up. I'll give the job up. but um, So, yeah, there was a lot of crying. There was a lot of frustration. There was a lot of stuff that wasn't getting done. Mm -hmm. um, at home because that Mm -hmm. was kind of what I was letting slip.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: and there were, you know, my, my family had to pick up the slack and they, you know, kids aren't really so cool with that sometimes Right. when when they're required to do more around the house than they think they should be doing because mom has work to do and mom has schoolwork and, you know, so that, that was really challenging. Um, now I've been, I've been really fortunate that I haven't had to continue with that job right now because mm-hmm. if I had had to do that for two full years, um, yeah, that would, that would have been really hard, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's, I, I, I think it's doable, you know, right. My it may, husband, have, it may have worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Your husband I, did I it. Yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's certainly doable and you know, women all over are, are capable of it, of doing that. And, um, I'm sure if okay. you went online, you could find loads of people who've done it. It's just right. maybe I'm a delicate flower or something. I just, uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> just, just, you know, again, I think that's about knowing yourself. And I think it's OK. Yeah. If that's not what you can do, that's OK. Yeah, uh, that's uh, besides to take on those two things. I mean, really, mm. to take on those two things at the same time and to make two huge, huge yeah, life Because work was changes.
0: new to you. It's not like you were already in the rhythm of work.
1: Yeah, no. So that's no. why that that's was tricky. True. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I, I, I was so. not I, in the I, rhythm. I, that just adds, that's literally like taking on two completely new lives at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I think, I, one of the things I think we really tend to do is um, underestimate new normals and what it takes to get mm, into a new yeah. rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time you when know, you've been doing life a certain way.
0: Yeah. You know, a lot of the, uh, when I was looking online about this topic, um, Most of the posts and articles I was reading, all of them said, if you are working full time, like talk to your employer, you'd be surprised Mm -hmm. what your employer may be willing to do for you, whether it's pay for it or whether it's flex time, because they feel um, that sometimes they're willing to take a risk on you and invest Mm -hmm. in you because you're going to be a greater asset to your organization. And so um, I would recommend Like speak up, tell tell a few people what you're doing and put feelers out there and see who's going to be your support system and see if you're going to have these people in place, whether it's your employer or or family members or friends and Mm -hmm. um, let people know what you're doing. I think that's important, too, because you might be surprised who's willing to rally around you. And if you just ask, you might be surprised who's willing to give you support.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I had to lean pretty heavily on my mother-in-law because when I was gone for 10 days, I mean my husband still had to work. It's not like mm-hmm. he could not go to work. So, um so my mother-in-law, I mean she's a key. I don't even I can't believe I didn't even say this earlier. She's a key person in support, you know, as a support system for me for me to finish my degree. I would not have been able to do it without her. She came mm-hmm. to my house and stayed at my house with my kids awesome. for a portion of those times, you know, my husband was around on the weekends, but, um, but she came, she cooked for them. She took them to school, took them to their sports, you know, everything that needed doing, she did it. And Mm -hmm. I would not have been able to do that without her. So, yeah, I mean, you you do have to have a support system around you,
1: Mm -hmm. but
2: I think that's a really important question about in terms of working, Uh, you know, my husband's company paid for his, his um, degree because they knew he would be an asset to them
1: having that. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good question to ask. Definitely, you never know. And you know, just another another thought is, um, my daughter is going to get her master's out of college. Actually, my other, I have my first daughter. They all have masters, <laughs> or they're getting them. Interestingly, I, wow. I hadn't even hadn't even realized that. That's amazing. But, um, they do. They all have. Uh, one of them is, is three quarters of the way through and another one's about to start a program next year right out of college. And, um, you know, there are, there are um, assistantships. And my husband went to uh, get his doctorate for two years on an assistantship. So that is another possibility. You can get paid tuition mm-hmm. um, and a stipend if mm-hmm. you apply for master's programs. Now, um, I mean, for assistantships and master's programs. You know, again, it's work. And it's mm-hmm. time and all that stuff, but there are some options that people might not know about um, if it's that important to them, and you never know. So, just a thought. thought.
2: Yeah, yeah. I have a
1: scholarship. Well, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't pay
2: for everything, but it pays for
1: partial. Oh, well, that's wow. awesome. Just, See, that's yeah. I think that's important that that there's there's funding available that people. Yeah, so.
2: yeah. There is. That's true.
1: Because that could definitely be a reason not to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, add mm-hmm. more cost to a family um, and yet there's some options so Mm -hmm.
0: all right so Elise um, before we sign off would you just share a challenge with our listeners this week
1: yes I, I would love our listeners to really think about what is something they would consider going back to school for it doesn't have to be a full master's program it could be a certificate it could be just a class it could be an art class it could be a writing class it could be a science class whatever um is interesting to them or even something that they might like to pursue but would like to test out the waters first I'd like them to think about what is that class or program that they would take if they could
0: all right. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for sharing your story. And like I mentioned before, the stuff that we talked about today, I think can definitely be applied to any major decision that you're considering for your family, whether it's a move or a new job or a new normal. So, mm-hmm. um, I hope that this was helpful. And, um, if it was helpful for for you, or if you think a friend might be interested, please share our show with them. And if you're wondering right now if it's the right time for you to go back to school, you can head over to circlesoffaith.org, and when you subscribe, you'll get just a list of questions um, and a worksheet that can help you think through some of the major components that go into this. So it's called the five questions before going back to school. And like I said, that's available on circlesoffaith.org when you subscribe. And when you subscribe, you'll also get bonus content and additional resources delivered right to your inbox. Uh, we'd love for you to follow us on social media. We can find us at Circles of Faith on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to us in iTunes so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, rate and review the show. Your comments go a long way in helping others find us.